Gabrielle Marie, philosopher, entrepreneur with almost 10 years of career and business mentoring under my belt. My purpose in life? World peace, of course, but in a slightly humbler fashion, helping people to say fuck it, fuck it. and free themselves from the stuff that keeps them from living fully. Get unstuck. Get unstuck. Are you someone who gets excited about new ideas? Do you easily get carried away with your enthusiasm? Are you the one when something needs to be done, whatever it is, that will raise a hand and say, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. If you said yes to any of these questions, then this episode is for you. Today, I want to talk about something very important, both in your life and especially in your career or business. And it's something that I took a long time to learn and that I tell creatives and entrepreneurs all the time. Drum roll. It's not because you know how to do something that you should actually do it. Why do I know this? Because it's a trap I fell into so many times in my life and so did many of my clients. Often I've gotten into trouble by overestimating my own capabilities to get something done in a certain time frame or taking on too much, for instance, all at once. I used to be the one that would always raise her hand when something needed to be done or that would always try to learn a new skill when I needed to be able to do something in my business. Or I would continuously start new hobbies, even if I knew very well that I didn't have any time for them. One time I offered to sew a gala dress for someone, even though I had absolutely no experience or idea on how to do it at the time. I was just super excited in the moment, you know how it is. And we were having this conversation and we were looking at models and I was like, and the prices were like so out there. And before I knew it, I was like, you know what? I'll make it for you. It's not a problem. I'm sure I can do it, you know. And I'm sure you've been there, by the way. So I'm not alone. Thank God. Anyway, luckily, my friend found an amazing dress online and I was off the hook. But if she would have taken me up on the offer, I would have done it. I would have figured it out. But it would have been clearly with a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And I would have had to steal time away from other work or projects that I was working on to actually be able to do it. That alone makes overpromising and overextending yourself this way something to be really careful about. Now, I have many, many stories around, you know, overextending myself. Another time, for instance, I offered to put a very complicated website together for a project, even though I'd only been asked to give advice on the strategy and the direction of that project. But because I know how to make websites, I used to own my own web agency. And because I hate so much to see people spend too much budget on it or too much time or not knowing how they have to do it, you know, I would just offer to do it myself. It's almost as if I can't help myself. And even to this day, I don't do it anymore. Thank goodness. But it's still very hard for me to do, like to not do in this case. Let's see, other things that I've overextended myself over the years with include um, 
horrible accounting tasks. That's one, because I knew more about spreadsheets than other people on my staff. So when I saw them struggling with it, I would always be the one doing all of the crappy work in the end. Another one is Photoshop. I just happen to know a little bit how to like do Photoshop, at least pr probably not even today's Photoshop, but previous editions, and especially in the beginning of my career. So I would be the one dabbling in it, which was, believe me, a very bad idea because I'm a creative, but I'm really not good at Photoshop. Another thing that I've done for various projects is create content. And it's not that I don't like to write or all of those things I do, but it's not the best use of my time, especially when there is other people on staff who are copywriters, who can do those things. But it sometimes just seemed easier to do it myself than to explain the idea that I had in my mind to somebody else. But again, that's not a very smart thing to do. Each time that I overextended myself this way, two things happened. The project wasn't completed as fast or as well as if I would have let someone else do it in the first place. And two, other projects I was running got stuck in the process. Either I became the bottleneck of those projects because everybody was waiting on me for something or because I didn't have enough time and energy to focus on them properly. The thing is that you can't be everywhere at once and you can't do everything alone. One person should really never take on an entire project by themselves. It's not really sustainable and it won't bring out the best in you or whoever else is involved in the project. Well, in this case, nobody, if you're doing it alone. But of course, when you're bootstrapping, when you're starting out, when you're just launching something, yes, you will have to wear many hats. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But even then, it's really important to surround yourself with people who are skilled at what you could learn and do, especially if you're creative and a fast learner. Because there is literally nothing that you can't learn to do or get good enough at to produce some sort of results. But that doesn't mean that you should actually put all of your time into doing that, especially if you don't have enough time or resources to begin with. Now, the same thing can happen in our professional lives, right? We have the tendency to take on more and more tasks that are outside of our area of expertise or job description. And we think we can manage it all. And especially, again, creatives, creative generalists, entrepreneurs have the tendency to do that because we often feel underutilized. So we just take on more things because we need sort of that energy and enthusiasm to get into flow and to be happy at work. It's not a really good strategy because not only do we end up burning out, we also miss deadlines, we miss delivery, we miss quality because of lack of knowledge or practice in a certain fields. And one of the things that I see working with multi-passionate creatives and entrepreneurs is overextension because of too many ideas and things they get excited about. Too many options are available to them and everything Everything seems so cool and shiny that it's really hard to choose and let go of some of the options. But the reality of what I see in my work is that people get stuck because of that. And so what's interesting is that being stuck is not always about not having any option. Often it's about having too many 
And because of that, getting overwhelmed and not spending your, your time well anymore. Now, I believe after doing this work for so many years that there is a sweet spot for creative generalists and creative entrepreneurs of the number of projects or ideas or things that they can be working on all at the same time. And I found that that sweet spot is between three and five projects simultaneously. If I, for example, work on more than that amount of projects at the same time, my work starts slacking. And when I say five max, I mean like two big projects and then three small ones, for instance, not five big ones. Um, for me, three big ones is an absolute maximum at all times. If I do more, I dilute the effort so much that the result is that there is little progress that I can actually make and it feels like I'm not moving at all. Now, there is another thing to be careful about when we know how to do something. Because it's not only about doing too many things at once, it's also about not doing the right things. I don't know, maybe, maybe you feel called. If that's the case, please keep on listening. Both can feel like they come from a very different place, but they can have the same results. We feel like we're working hard, but we're not really making any progress at all. And lack of progress when we want to do too many things at once is because our efforts, you know, are spread too thin. Just like, I don't know, a slice of bread or something and you spread some Nutella on it or some peanut butter and you spread it super thin. If you do that, when you eat it, you won't get much flavor. You know, everything's going to be lost. On the other hand, if you focus on just a few projects at once, like you take a slice of bread and you put a good amount of Nutella on there and you put in more effort into each one of the projects that you're actually working on, short-term results can be much better and long-term progress will be so much higher. Now, to do this well, we must develop way thicker skin to say no to opportunities. And I know it's hard, but not everything that is presented to you is worth it, even if it often feels that it is. And that's why having a vision or where you want to be in a few years is so important because it's going to help you get, stay on track and get on track. I'll talk more about that in a future episode of this podcast. But for now, it's important to know that not every opportunity is an opportunity you, you should take. Now, lack of progress when you're not doing the right things is trickier because it's harder to recognize. It's also often where creatives and entrepreneurs who are quick studies and can learn pretty much any new skill they might need for work get into real trouble. Because even though we have that ability, a lot of the things that we're teaching ourselves or learning are not in our zone of genius. They're not genuinely the things that we get excited about, at least not for a longer period of time, or that will get us into flow. And it's important to acknowledge this because it helps to figure out what we should actually be learning and spending our time on and what we shouldn't be doing. I know you love to learn new things. I know you like to help out and be useful. I know you know in your mind how so many things could and should be done in the world. I know, I'm like that too. But do you have the time to do all of it yourself? An amazing client, she's super funny. She's an absolute true creative generalist as well. Shared a story with me in a session recently 
about how when she decided to make um, ceramics, soon enough she found herself going out into the wild to dig up her own clay. And this wasn't an odd occurrence for her, she told me, because as soon as she imagines doing something new, immediately her mind goes through the entire production chain and she wants to learn and make everything herself. And she gave me an example. She said like, well, if I ever wanted to make a, you know, sustainable cotton t-shirt line, well, I would then start by learning how to screen print my own t-shirts. Then I'll figure out how to make my own paint. Then that probably wouldn't be enough. And I'll want to make my own fabric dye. And of course, I would grow my own cotton. Now, this may sound like um, an extreme example, but believe me, it isn't. I hear people tell me these kinds of stories all the time. When pushing into too many things at once can result in a lack of progress. Because imagine you want to start such a t-shirt line. Like you've now created this enormous mountain of things to do that you have to climb. And what I see in my work is that because of that, many people just don't start at all. And of course, I know where it comes from. I have the same impulse and urge within me. You know, this need to learn and master new things. It's, it's like the force in us, right? It's super strong in many creatives. But the problem is, if you want to do all of the things simply because you know how to do them or you want to prove yourself that you can do them, you really won't get very far with your projects. There is a sweet spot again here. And for creative generalists and entrepreneurs, I believe it lies in learning how to discern between your skills, your strengths and what you're, you genuinely enjoy doing from everything else that you know how to do or that you could learn quickly. Because it's not because you know how to do something that you should actually do it. It also lies in focusing on just enough projects that allow you to make meaningful progress without spreading yourself too thin and still enjoy being creative and in flow at the same time. So again, doing something simply because you know how to do it, right? The end of year reporting, photoshopping, I don't know, the team's pet into a picture, writing the copy for your client's website when you're actually the brand photographer, anything that someone asks and that you're like, yep, I could do that. Even though you know it's not your zone of genius, you shouldn't do. This comes with a high price and a set of issues. For one, you don't get into flow and you will have a hard time finding joy in the process of doing those things. I know working without flow is something that we can't do for very long, so it's not a great idea. Second, because of the lack of flow, your productivity will drop, obviously. You will get bored and quickly you will feel that your skills are underutilized. And duh, of course they are. You are not working in your zone of genius. And third, this type of work is often what gets pushed away when we are tight on time or resources. And so it actually never really gets done. So instead, focus on the things that you do best. I know it sounds so easy, but it's really hard to do, especially at first. And especially when your brain is wired like the one of creatives and entrepreneurs. So I know I feel your pain, believe me. 
But learning how to say no to some things is really essential for growth. It's not only about simplifying your life, but also about making sure that what does get done, gets done well. Even if you can learn to do something yourself, if it's outside your zone of genius, like bookkeeping, coding a website, I don't know what, consider not doing it, consider outsourcing it. The reality is that projects you outsource will get done much faster and better than if you decide to do it yourself. Truly, it's, it is worth the investment. At the end of the day, it all comes down to making smart decisions about how much work you can handle at once, what your zone of genius is, and where you should invest your time for maximum productivity. It's important to remember that, you know, we all have limits. We're all limited by time, by our energy throughout the day, by our resources, even the most creative and passionate ones among us. So make sure to choose wisely what projects you want to work on and what you're going to outsource because they'll have an impact not only on your short-term success but also on your long-term results and as a result of that on your happiness which is the most important thing of all. Before I go, here's this week's fuck it let's do it experiment. This week I want you to be super mindful of your time and how you're spending it. If you've been offered different opportunities or if you have been playing with different creative ideas, I want you to be brutally honest with yourself and ask yourself what is really meant for you and what is really in your zone of genius. And then I want to invite you to say no to anything that doesn't fit that bill. I'm going to be there right alongside you. This week, I'm going to take a good look at a couple of opportunities for creative collaborations that I've recently received. And they've been weighing on me because they're cool and because I'm interested. But somehow, deep down, I know most of them might not be in line with where I want to take my business and my work. So I'm going to try to be really honest with myself and see what truly resonates and what doesn't. And before I go, here's this week' little act of daily rebellion for you. Once this week, whenever you feel like it, I want you to think of yourself first. I want you to take the last piece of cake at a party. I want you to cut in line at the grocery store. I want you to not pick up when someone calls you don't want to hear. I want you to leave the dirty dishes in the sink for your housemates to clean up. Whatever it is, I just want you to put yourself first. Now, if you feel like sharing your experiment or how you've put yourself first, or if you're not sure what a good experiment might be for you, again, don't hesitate to email me at muriel at murielmarie or send me a DM on Instagram at murielmarie. Thank you so much for listening. Have fun and talk to you next week. Bye. Just a heads up, I'm not a therapist or a doctor. So if you're not feeling your best mentally or physically and you need some help, please make sure to consult with a medical professional or a therapist.